Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Did iOS turn your traffic strategy from scaling to struggling? Are costs up, conversions down, and your best audience is gone? Well, we're here for you. Perpetual Traffic has teamed up with our sponsor, Digital Marketer, to put together the ultimate post-privacy ads playbook to get your business back on track. This is the industry's most comprehensive paid traffic and training certification to date. It's called Paid Traffic Mastery, and you can check it out at digitalmarketer.com traffic. Paid Traffic Mastery walks you through step-by-step what the top traffic experts in the world have done to combat iOS updates, cripple campaigns, and surging ad costs. Visit digitalmarketer.com traffic to get 80% off for a very limited time and use promo code traffic to get an additional 15% off as a thank you for being a listener of this show. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is a show where we share cutting-edge strategies and acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. And also, we talk about conversion on the other side, but today is yet another meta day. We are talking meta. We are talking Facebook ads, Instagram ads. We've got the solutions architect extraordinaire from Facebook. You guys thought like we couldn't top the show a few weeks back? with uh, Ben and Sean. Well, you know, I think we're going to do it here today, Kasim. I'm pretty excited about our guest. I have no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Owen's just raring to go. He's he's sitting in the virtual green room. Can't wait to start dropping knowledge bombs about all the questions that he gets on Conversions API and Cappy Gateway. And yeah, we we have a little bit of an announcement on our side before we, we go over to Owen. Is that, I wouldn't even um, say a little announcement, but I'd say a really big announcement. A really big announcement. All right. Yeah. Well, why don't you do? Why don't you just take it away? The big announcement. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll steal it. I'll steal it from you. And I'm stealing it because you were actually scheduled to speak first, and then they they brought me in. I think when they when they were digging at the bottom of the barrel there. But Ralph and I are both. Yeah, we're speaking at Ad World, which is it's massive. It's Huge. massive. It's 50,000 attendees. It's like the New York Yankees of events because they went out and they got literally everybody. Right. Like there's nobody that's a name in the ad space that isn't speaking. When you go look at their their attendee list, it's like all of these super famous, super smart, super brilliant people and me. <laughs> and it's going to be, it's super exciting. So if, if you're interested, that's May 2nd and 3rd. They're charging effectively nothing. When mm. you look at really what you get for it, and it's a virtual event, so you you honestly have you have zero excuse. I think recordings are available too, right? Right? Did, did I make that up? I That's believe a thing. so, but I wouldn't. I, I would get there live. Yeah, yeah. definitely. There's a lot of Q and A. I did a Q and A session actually in the middle of a hurricane. The last one that I did that was lots of fun. So, Jamie, my 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 speaker handler was <laughs> was very empathetic. But no, there's like a lot of live stuff going on, and um, yeah, you gotta you gotta attend live for sure. And it's May second and third, 
And I mean, if you buy tickets right now, I know they're doing like different sorts of promotions. I mean, it's ridiculous how cheap this thing is right now. Right now it's at 139 bucks. And I believe we're probably going to have maybe a perpetual traffic special at some point in time. But I mean, at 139, like how much lower can you go? So get your tickets, head on over to adworldconference.com, that traffic. And yeah, you can listen to, to more Qasem Aslam, more me. But more importantly, you get some really top-notch speakers. They basically just uh, wipe the slate here and just grab everybody they can. Everybody. It's unreal. Yeah. yeah. Molly Pittman's there. Rand Fishkin's there. Yep. Tom Bill Yu, Dennis Yu. Yep. Like it's, un- it's just, it's a veritable who's who, Ralph. It's... It is. And then us. And then so, us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Bringing up the rear. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I do want to thank everybody for, for leaving positive reviews for the show here. We'll read them out on the air here to make you Perpetual Traffic famous. We're going to be uh, getting to our interview with Owen Felsinger, which... You know, we said the most brilliant minds in digital marketing are at AdWorld. I think they left Owen off. So we it's might only have, the people they could yeah. afford. They can't uh, afford. Owen. Well, they can't afford his high prices. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, but we will be back with Owen and we're going to be talking the most. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean, no one commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Asked questions when it comes to conversions API Cappy Gateway, as well as we're going to take a, like, roll the curtain back, strip the curtain back, whatever that expression is, on the metaverse, perhaps, Kasim. We can even talk that with Owen and get his insights. So stick around. We're going to be getting into the interview with Owen after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Owen, do you have to sign like the most amazing NDA when you work at Meta? There is one. I can't say I read it. 
All right, y'all. Here's something to look forward to. Adworld is back May 2nd and 3rd, and the speaker lineup is epic. Ralph and I are going to be there, of course, but you get to hear from us all the time. Really, you want to take a look at some of the marketing legends that are on the website. Seth Godin, Ariana Huffington, Tatiana Holyfield, Scott Galloway, Tom Bilyeu. It's insane. It's a veritable who's who of everything online marketing. So if you're thinking about getting a ticket, now's the time. And because I love you, I have a $700 discount that's not going to last long. Head over to adworldconference.com forward slash traffic. That's adworldconference.com forward slash traffic. And boom, that's a $700 discount on your ticket to Adworld. Then we are back here with Owen Felsinger, uh, solutions architect at Meta. And today's conversation with him, we're going to be going through the top questions that he gets asked about Cappy Gateway and conversions api as well as we're going to talk a little bit of metaverse but great to have you on perpetual traffic i know you're over in the austin area the austin office you're actually in the office today which is so cool because you guys are now back in there kind of sort of with masks which is tremendous so welcome to the show thank you very much yeah i just to confuse people i've got my london accent as well i'm from london but I am in Austin, and uh, it doesn't look like I'm in Austin. I look like I'm in a grey room, almost like a sort of weird cell. But I'm here. I'm, here. <laughs> I'm in the prison, the yeah. prison cell in Meta, <laughs> it's it's where they keep the engineers, where they keep the architects. Yeah, right. the architect cell. There it is. Yes, the architect cell. What's well, like solitary confinement kind of in there actually, but it's a little bit larger. It's a little bit larger. Yeah, you know, I've got yeah. a whiteboard and a and a screen and some fancy stuff here, so I'm all good. So, what exactly does a solutions architect do that's different than a solutions engineer or uh, that's sort of the big the big thing because we obviously we had ben and sean who you taught ben everything that you know right isn't that kind of how it works that's definitely yeah. true yeah i think you I think you, you can't obviously speak for that but i'll i'll speak for him i think that's accurate <laughs> that's accurate without a without a hint of ego whatsoever ben will be listening to this show like i was the solutions engineer now i've been demoted so what exactly do you do as a solutions architect at meadow yeah so basically what we do is we go out and talk to advertisers uh, in a similar way to solutions engineers actually about how best you can use meta products in in your advertising setup so how can you use the big tool how can you use conversions api how all of our different plethora of products and how you can use them to the, the best of their ability and how can they fit with your business. The, the big difference between an architect and engineer in that sense is that engineers go out and they go and build up new products and they, they take those gaps in the market and then they build up something new to, to make it work. Whereas an architect, we help them then take that to market. So once they build that out and proved it as a kind of uh, minimal viable product, I can help, go and help and say like, okay, well, let's scale it out to these advertisers. We know these people are good for that and then we go from there so you're the guy who's really interfacing with the businesses the agencies that kind of thing and probably get lots and lots of really stupid questions or like really obvious questions that maybe we can address never here a stupid question there's yeah, never a just, stupid question just a stupid person as my dad always used to say but we're going to set that aside for right now but no like what, Wait, are, the, yeah. what are the big things so if you're uh, what is your stable of organizations that you work with yeah so i, I work in our uh well, pretty broadly and horizontally across lots of different businesses. I tend to work with mostly like small and medium sized businesses for the most part. So in my previous role in London, I actually worked with 
the top end of businesses. And now I work with like some of the, the smaller and mid-sized ones as well. So I, I kind of get a variety of things across all verticals as well. E-commerce, retail, CBG, finance, auto, whatever it might be. So I get, get lots of questions and, and lots of different things that come up. So specifically to, is it mostly on the e-commerce side or do you do, is there digital products companies, service-based companies? Like what's your sense there? Yeah, no, all sorts really. And the, and the way that I tend to work is because in general with solutions architects, we try to scale our work as well, as much as we can. So we, we try to speak to generally broad audiences as well. So the things that we talk about, we tend to take and generalize as best we can and then, and then see how that's received by the listeners that we get through, if we do like webinars or, or education pieces like that. And then we okay. kind of refine it for some of the, the guys who work on our sales teams to say, like, when you work specifically with automotive business, you can take some of these key points, or if you work with finance or services, whatever it might be, Got try it. to help them that way. Is there an industry that you've seen is, is ahead of the curve? Like generally speaking, like, man, auto is always yeah. on the tip of the spear. Is there somebody out there that we should watch and follow? I mean, if you, if, I mean, e-com is always at the at the, the forefront of some of the, mm. you know, taking advantage of things like conversions API. But different businesses have different priorities, right? You know, automotive is a great one where everything happens kind of offline, really. And some of the stuff they do around, you know, just thinking like, good one for automotive as well. Some of the, yeah, mostly around leads, actually, the way that they integrate their leads with Facebook and how they build things around their websites. They, they do some really, really clever stuff. So, and it really isn't vertical specific either or industry specific. You just need the, the right people that I come to just like ask some of those more difficult questions about what, what's the limit that I can push better platforms to, mm. and then like, how can I take that and spin it into something else, you know, good is another good one. It's like a food delivery company, which kind of hacked dynamic ads to work for them, you know, trying to offer different restaurants in different locations and try and find the people who match those. So yeah, lots of, lots of different, different things that come up. And is, are you the one that's advising the guy on the inside or the gal on the inside, or maybe the dev person to integrate Cappy gateway or conversions API, or do you and get into the weeds and actually do some of the work in some cases and maybe some higher profile types of like medium sized businesses. Yeah. So we, we never actually really step into doing any of the, the work itself. We just more talk around it and like how we, how they should set it up, how advertisers should work with it and try and answer some of those more technical in the weeds questions, I suppose. But yeah, I think there's, there's various reasons why we can't just go and go and do it ourselves. I think Cappy Gateway is probably the closest we've got to that where we kind of built out a lot of the code for advertisers, but mm -hmm. that's still kind of centrally managed by us. And then we push it out and but yeah, for the most part, we, we just advising. Got it. So have you seen any specific cases where it was like a, just a dream scenario? You, you, you came in kind of after the fact, the business had already installed Cappy gateway, everything went without a hitch and now they're seeing emq match rates double and they're seeing you know some of those lost conversions come back into ads manager like talk to us maybe about like maybe a, a scenario like that like if that would be sort of the big the big win or maybe you know maybe some mid-sized wins but something where it like you're like yeah like this is actually really working like 
they don't need me as much here because the product is actually pretty darn good. And they were able to do it without a whole lot of my help. I was there as the guiding hand. But talk to us about that and maybe what what industries that was in or maybe an individual case study without mentioning names. Sure. Yeah. No, I have a, a good one from uh, finance, actually, a uh, company I worked with on, on Cappy Gateway when we were in our original kind of when it first launched, you know, I think we had a conversation with them about like, just to go over how you get it set up, run through the instructions. I think we did this on a Monday afternoon or something like that. And then, you know, Convergence API is something we'd be talking about in like two years or something. I think by the next morning, by the Tuesday morning, they'd had it all installed went without a hitch, 40 minutes or something like that from, from start to finish. It'd be ridiculous. And I think that's when I really, really saw like the, the value of gateway as well. I mean, it's not for everybody. Don't get me wrong. You know, if you build your own integration, it, it takes more like two to four weeks. But if you just want to, if you're, you know, tight for resources or you just want to get something off the ground now to get, so take use of some of the, the benefits of it, like those extra events, you know, I think some of them we saw like 10% extra events, which is great. Then, then it's a, a great solution. And it, you know, I really didn't have to do very much. It was just like on Monday, we had the meeting with them and then on Tuesday, they told us it was working. I went and checked everything and all done. And oh, and just to be clear, Gateway has the extra events. So Gateway can have the extra events. It's never a guarantee, but it is, it can still pick up some of those events that get lost. We already, you know, we already have signal loss from the browser world where for various reasons, not all of those signals make through. Conversions API done yourself is probably going to bring the big, biggest benefit there, but Gateway still can help capture some of the lost events as well. Mm-hmm. And Google just announced that they're rolling out their own version of iOS 14 effectively, which if a listener isn't already convinced to use Cappy, like I think that this second, you know, what would you call it? Wave privacy, it's only going to continue. And so there's, I mean, you're, you're throwing money away in a lot of ways. If you're not utilizing these tools is my soft opinion. I'd love for you to correct me on that. No, absolutely. Absolutely agree. I mean, it's the way the industry is going. It's the way that the world is going and the internet is going. Um, doing it now just means that you're more prepared for it when it comes along. So if there are tweaks when Google's version of iOS 14, I suppose is what it is really comes along, then you're going to be in the best position possible to kind of adapt to those changes and but also reap the rewards of what we have now, right? Like there's, there's still, it's an ever changing industry and, and whilst we have some of the extra benefits we have now, it's a good time to, to get conversion API built. And then just so I understand the the conversions API, if you build that out yourself, you're going to have um, more control, a uh, little more flexibility, but it takes longer, it's harder, it's more technically in-depth. If you use Gateway, then you're kind of giving it up to Meta, right? It's like, hey, we trust you all to sort of label what these conversion events are. You take in the data the way that you want it. And we, we actually don't get that data in in an interesting twist of fate. It's it's technically first-party data because it lives on our server, but we, we we're not given access to it, it's, it's just piped straight into Facebook. Exactly right. So, so Gateway essentially, you know, creates a server within an advertiser's infrastructure and then sends the data that the pixel collects from the website through that server onto Facebook. So you're right, it's, it's just all first party data, but it's, you know, built by Meta and it just funnels through that one pipe and it's current early version. There's not really anything you can do to access that data. If you don't take just building out your own integration, so, you know, that server that we provide as part of Convergence API Gateway, you build the alternative or the equivalent of that, you can then funnel that data wherever you want. So you can send it to your own, you know, build like a business intelligence team inside your company, you can send it to them, or you can send it to other parties, whoever you might want to. 
is up to you. So you do have more control, more flexibility there. You know, Gateway might have those things in the future. It, it might not, but, but yeah, that's that's really the the examples that you kind of nailed there. Right? That was interestingly non-committal, Owen. So there's there is a possibility, maybe at some point on the horizon, that Gateway has a never know. Okay. Okay. I won't press too hard. Here's the thing that I think is really important. And, you know, I mean, maybe to bring what we're talking about from the ethereal down to like the tangible, being able to see what people are doing and, and adding that, appending that to their record in the CRM. So Owen came to my site, visited these pages, downloaded this lead magnet, filled out these forms. I'd have some of those things, but if I use gateway, I wouldn't have all of them. I definitely wouldn't have the usage information, the non-conversion usage information. And if you've got like a hardcore sales team that's looking at those, what would you say, that like the behavior? I think that could be kind of important. So it's, it's a trade-off. Gateway is faster, easier, maybe more effective because there's less propensity for human error. But Hey, it's Kasim here and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is that's way too long for me to remember, I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. If you want all of that data, you should probably use Conversions API, and I guess it's kind of six of one, half dozen of another, depending on, on your use case. Right, and you can actually use both, right? So Gateway is a web-only product at the moment. It, it basically gets plugged into the pixel and it sends that data from the web through the Conversions API. And it takes care of all of the, the difficult parts, I suppose, of building Conversions API in the first place, which is like a, a deduplication. It makes sure that your pixel events are deduplicated with your Conversions API events and takes care of all of that. If you then want to plug in CRM events or from another source, whatever it might be, you can then build your own integration to send that data for Conversions API via the Convergence API as well. So you can do both if you really wanted to. Do you risk duplicate reporting at that point though? 
So only if the events that you're sending are the same. So if you know, if you have like, which would, I think would be unusual, say that you have like a, you know, on the website, you had your upper funnel events, maybe or going down to like a purchase, you know, view content, add to cart, purchase, if we take the really standard econ flow. If you then have additional events that you're sending through CRM, some of those are different names, then it won't, it won't interfere with what's being sent by web. But if it is the same name, then you, there is a scenario where you could end up with some duplicates. Yeah. Okay. And then that would be a false positive in some sense. And we're t giving Facebook, maybe m this event ha it has more credit than it's exactly. Due. Yeah. So it, it, really what you want to do is just make sure that you're only sending the event once for each time it happens. Is your business not spending tens of thousands of dollars per month on social ads, but you really want a top tier agency to manage those ads for you? Well, back in early 2020, Tier 11 started offering a service just like that to be able to serve all those businesses out there that maybe aren't spending hundreds of thousands of dollars per month, but still want professional help, quality media buying and campaign management at an affordable price. So for a limited time, we're offering a special offer for our new Cornerstone product over at tier11.com forward slash corner. So we can see how we can help you unlock your online business potential in the coming year. That's tier11.com forward slash corner. Apply today. And we'd love to see how we can scale and grow your business in the coming year. So talk, talk to us about maybe some of the questions that from individual customers, uh, the small, mid-sized business range, the, the sort of the breadth of the ones that you work with here and, and something that we've seen, and I'm sure it's probably a, a question that you get quite a bit is like, we will see once we install uh, conversions API, we will see EMQ match rates increase. Like they will go from four to eight to, you know, maybe even nine, like good match rates. We're like, great. And then we look in the ad account. We're like, we haven't seen the performance hit yet. Now, there's obviously this 72-hour window. We get all that sort of stuff and model data, everything else. But like, why that would be one of the questions that I would maybe have for you. Maybe it is a question that you get from some of your customers. But where, why is that the disconnect there? Like, help me with my very non-dev brain sort of understand that. Because I understand it fundamentally what's happening. Like, that's a good thing. But what we really care about is getting that back into ads managers so we can make decisions on campaigns. Talk to us about that. Right, sure, yeah. I mean, so event match quality, as we talked about it as a concept first, is essentially what you said. It's you know, it's it's a it's a way of seeing how effective the convergence API events that match to users on Facebook, and we calculate that basically based on the data that gets sent. So, if you send the real base level of data, which is like you know the you know IP address and user agent, and then some of the the first public cookies that are available on the website. You might get a score of four, maybe upper fours. If you start layering in some of the additional first party data points, you know, maybe like email address or something like that, then you can start to see the, the scores get to like five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've seen one at 10. But yeah, I mean, sometimes that, that data, like you said, if you do make those improvements to some benefits, but it might take some time to actually get through that. I mean, the, the big thing there is, first of all, an EMQ score or event match quality score is on an event by event basis. So. If you improve it, so some of the events that you're not optimizing it towards, um, and sometimes people make is they, they only look at certain events that if you don't choose the ones you're optimizing towards, it's not really going to 
make any difference to, to performance. So if you're optimizing towards mm -hmm. purchase, but you don't improve the purchase event, it's not really going to be need. However, if you do make events or changes to events that you're optimizing towards or targeting, if you're doing it targeting based, you know, you should see your audience sizes increase as, uh, you know, the match quality gets better. So you have all the people to target and through optimization, you're going to get more data in there so that we know better who we're targeting. But that's not like an overnight fix, right? It takes time for the system to learn. I mean, that's why we have the infamous learning phase, I suppose, which is, you know, looking at a period of time where the system is trying to, to learn who best to target. And that's kind of an ever going process. We have that, you know, big phase at the beginning, but when the improvements, you know, the system's constantly learning, tr constantly trying to identify the, the best uh, opportunities. And once you've boosted your EMQ, it should gradually filter in and the performance should follow. So in, in that scenario, like that, if that, uh, so let's say we start seeing, you know, fours turn into eights and nines and then, okay, we wait, we say, all right, well, it's going to take some time. This is in the learning phase. Facebook's got to sort of digest this information. At what point should you start to see some improvements or some of those lost purchases? Let's just use purchases, highest level event in I would say the vast majority of our customer accounts that we manage, should it be a week? Should it be two weeks? Should you, it be a gradual thing just sort of over time? Like how long does that kind of take? Cause obviously we're all impatient as marketers. We want it. Like I see it at EMQ, like it should be an ads manager. Well, no, it doesn't really work that way. But in your experience working with all the different businesses that you, you have, what what is that delay? Is it obviously it's maybe a function of spend and how many events are being sent? I understand all that, but like, what's your sense? Is it should it take a couple of weeks? Should you if it's two weeks out, maybe something's wrong and you should should check? Like, how would you troubleshoot that? Yeah, it's a great question. I I really don't think there is an answer. It is one of those things where you just don't know. I mean, there are scenarios where it just might it might not improve things. You might already. The people you're targeting might already be going through already. Um, but hopefully it does improve it. And things like conversion lift, I guess, you know, we have test and learn suite now within Facebook, within Ad, I suppose, ads manager. And that's a great tool to use to really understand like what lift you are seeing over the long term. I think that's the tool to use. And that's, you know, you could run that at various points, whatever you really want. It's obviously a free tool to use provided, you know, the ad sets and campaigns that you're running are running. And you can measure that over time. You could say, do run one when you make those improvements and then you do one like a month later or two months later or whatever and you can see kind of the difference as, as things go on and, and see how that improvement might manifest in itself but yeah there's no real like fixed hard and fired answer like you said there are there's just so many variables in terms of how ads run and campaigns run that you prove what example if you prove it right before peak season in november for like black friday you're gonna be a easily measurable thing right you have some influx of events going up there and then it comes back down again. It's going to be difficult to measure that improvement. So there isn't really one, a one size fits all answer, but tools really should be a, a good place to kind of understand that for your differences. Got it. So conversion list study, that would be the recommended choice in that particular case. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of those things that also the convergence API allows you to do again as well. You know, uh, once you have your EMQ scores above five, I think it is, then it's, it's all good to go now and see how it's going. And I really appreciate you coming on here. And this is a big deal. Like we haven't had anyone from Meta on this show. We've been asking for about five years and all of a sudden we've got 
uh, a bounty of riches here. So thank you for coming on today and and uh, really helping us understand even more in depth from the customer side and from the tactical side as well as from the metaverse side how things are are working inside Meta. Where can where can people contact you? At least your group. Where's the best place for people to uh, look up that resource? Yeah. So. Best place to go is, you know, if you have a Facebook account manager, reach out to them, they can get in touch with us. That's the best way to do it. It's just go through your Facebook account manager. They'll be able to make sure that they get the help they need. If it's not me, there's all of my wonderful colleagues who can, or MetaMates, I suppose, who are we now? MetaMates. help out. Yeah, MetaMates. I like that. That's great. Well, thank everybody for listening. Sure uh, that you do subscribe and leave a rating wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher iHeartRadio, you name it. And there's lots of other places that people listen to these shows too, Cosm. And if you would like to help us as far as give us some suggestions on what to do better, head on over to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. That would be fantastic. Go back and listen to previous episodes here. Definitely go back and we'll leave links in the show notes to the Ben and Sean two-parter episode. And uh, on behalf of my awesome co-host, Cosm Aslam, See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic 